I am so excited right now. This is my second podcast. And, uh, you know, I started this to try and help inspire and maybe guide people to that call to adventure kind of thing. And it was wild because my own mom called me today. And she's because she had started sending me stuff on social media and little clips. And she she's like, this is what a hero is. This is uh, this is what a hero is. And I had to turn to my mom on the phone and I said, Mom, you're a hero. Every person yeah. is a hero. And I said, Mom, you had me at 16 years old. Dad had me at 16 years old. You're my hero. I'm here because you guys chose to step into that that new world, that un that place that that was terrifying as a teenager. I I know I couldn't couldn't have done it, but they did, and I'm here because of it. And and she went silent on the phone, and I said, "Mom, honestly, thank you." And it's everything that you've done after those things. We're all unique. We all have our own gifts, and that's what this podcast is about. We're hoping to, with each and every guest here at Sticky Paw Studio, which studios, which I'm really lucky to be a part of, and and call this my new place of adventure. Um, a place to help inspire. So, um, and with that said, um, I have a guest today. My name is Brian Hopkins, and you are on a Hero's Journey podcast right now. That's what you're listening to. That's what you're watching. And this guy has inspired me. The moment I met him, we clicked. We clicked so much that I was like, yeah, man, why don't you move in? Grab your stuff right now. <laughs> um, it, it, no joke. It was that quickly. And then I realized, oh, I got to ask my girl. <laughs> you know? You always say uh, that, but the truth is, I said, shouldn't you ask your girl? And yeah, like, yes, okay. that's exactly that's what true, I should you be did. <laughs> but the guy, the voice you're hearing right now, Bryant Boone. Uh, I call him Boone, and I just found out minutes before that I'm one of two people that actually yeah. called you Boone yeah. in your life. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny? When I when I started this, we were sitting in the kitchen talking about, you know, uh, just all this talking about the, doing a podcast and, and stuff. Yeah. But we, when we were talking about, I like I know what I want it to be, and I said the name, and it was like a light bulb went off in your head. Yeah. And when I actually pulled the trigger, which was just days ago, I, this is like the end of the week. And I, this is the second podcast and I've got a bunch lined up already. And you sent me a bunch of things in emails and stuff about what a hero's journey is. And you live that life. You're well, always resonating those things with me. We, we always all are, yeah. are living that life, like you're talking about your mom, you know. Um, but this exactly is one of the main aspects of the hero's journey, which is what everybody is doing, is the moment you're born, you're on this hero's journey. But there's this call to adventure, and you saying yes to this podcast, and like literally like two, three days ago when the <laughs> opportunity... I got tapped on the shoulder yeah. by John Orlando from Action Junkies, yeah. and, and this is his place. Yeah. And it's a huge thing. It's a it's a major part of that. The myth, you know, Joseph Campbell is the guy who came up with that originally. Yeah. And, and Joseph Campbell, although he's dead now, and there's a lot of great stuff out there on the internet. But he wrote a book called "A uh, Hero of a Thousand Faces," and it basically describes looking over history. The, the myth is the same throughout cultures, across times, across distances, geography. Like when they're completely disconnected, and right. they're trying to understand like what is what is this thing that keeps popping up again and again. So. He turned with the hero's journey and it starts with this place where there's this ordinary world that we're all born into and it's the conditioned idea of like what you're supposed to do right. and inside of us we all have this we have a spark you know you know what it what it is when you're like six seven eight years old you know you want to go be a, a baseball player or yeah, a rock for, star or, for me i know. was playing piano playing guitar yeah and then one day i picked up a, a baseball and a football and I put those things down. Yeah. And it's crazy how my world came back around and here I am. Yeah. I'm a musician and singer, songwriter. Yeah. You know Well and that's the thing when people feel this call of venture, there's a lot of times there's this first thing that happens called the they refuse the call. And we all do that. We all refuse this call and that we come up against some sort of resistance. Maybe it's society saying, well, you know, that's not a that's not a really safe job or like you might want to get a, a real job or whatever it is, but we're, we're constantly forced with this opportunity and it presents itself again and again. And if you answer the call, you, it gets even more uncomfortable, right? Then you start, you start diving deeper into it. So 
this podcast is an example of you continuing to answer that call. I appreciate that. And when I did it, I remember you saying that and it resonated yeah. with me as well. But what was it? Because the one thing that people out there that listening, watching right now don't know about you is you were in the Navy and yeah. you were a pilot. Right. That's like a very small percentage of the population that actually does it. Like Top Gun 2 is coming out yeah. this weekend. Can't wait. <laughs> or it's coming weekend. And, and you, uh, yeah. yeah. I remember <laughs> so many people actually joined up to be, try and be pilots yeah. uh, when that first one came out. Yeah. So with you, what was it? Well, for what? me, I, it's strange because I always wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to go explore in space. You know, for some reason, growing up as a little kid, and I started doing research, um, but I also also loved planes. And I found out that at that point in time, all the astronauts were either Navy or Air Force pilots, you know, the, oh, wow. the pilot astronauts. So I was like, oh, well, that's a no-brainer because I want to, and I found out they all, they went to college and they got a degree and then they, and so I, was, I just wanted to go be a pilot and go be, a, you know, an astronaut as quickly as I could. And so I just, I found out what the steps were and I kind of reverse engineered like, okay, if I'm going to go be an astronaut, then I need to go be a, a, a military pilot and to that I got, what's the rules for that? Oh, you have to have a degree, you got to go to college. And so it was funny because I knew this when I was quite young, like early, definitely like in the beginning of high school and all the, all the friends of mine that, um, they all knew that what I was going to go do. Right. They were all kind of protecting my dream in a sense that where I had, because I was always afraid if I was going to do smoke weed or something like that, right. that um, I would have to ask that question. That I was, was that guy and, protecting friends, just so you know. I was that guy doing that for yeah. other friends. I have a friend that comes to mind right now. Yeah. I, I, it was hilarious because we'd be at parties and, and somebody would offer me a joint or something like that. And it's not that I wouldn't didn't want to try it or something like that, but I was worried about not being, having to pass a lie detector or having to lie kind right. of thing. And then the the uh, the guys who were smoking weed, they're like, oh no no, he doesn't. He's going to go be a, a, a military. That's amazing. Pilot. Yeah. So they were. Per so people, I think, they have this energy when we feel somebody connected to something passionate inside of them. We we don't realize it, but what we're seeing is we're seeing the reflection of ourselves in the other person. We think, oh my god, that's so amazing. Right. But we start supporting the energy that already lives inside right. of our. My family does that. My friends do that. My little sister called me this morning about this podcast. She's so excited. Yeah. That I'm doing this. So yes. I, I, you know, I, I get it, yeah. you know, so, but, but what was it? When did you like answer the call? Like, when did you say I'm, I'm well, actually doing this now? I, I was, I was in, uh, I, I grew up on a, on a kind of an animal farm, um, in Missouri. And I just remember being in the middle of the Midwest and just thinking, this is, I don't want to be here. You know, I, I, I want to go see the world. I want to go do things. I want to go explore space. You know, I want to be in outer space right. as opposed to in the middle. And so I... You I were Luke up, Skywalker. <laughs> without the spaceship yet. Yeah. Um, and without the Obi-Wan Kenobi, the yeah. mentor. That's it, which the mentor right. is a huge part of this whole hero's journey. We find mentors in different ways. We find it in books. You know, a lot of times we find our mentors in books and stories. Um, and sometimes we find them in a direct person. But I'm I, hoping that somebody listening to this... Yeah. is indirectly being mentored or being guided yeah. by hearing you say this. You know, because after this weekend, there are going to be people, whoa, yeah. look at that. There's going to be a new generation watching yeah. Top Gun 2 and the young people flying those planes, you yeah. know, and, and so... Yeah, anyway. the information's out there. That's a wonderful thing. Like, you know, 200 years, 100 years ago, uh, access to information was was more limited but now we have the internet we have a, a podcast like this we have and and if we we have some sort of a spark the most important thing i think is to start exploring that spark or even if you don't know what your spark is if you have to remind because we all know it but we have to remind ourselves sometimes is to just get as much exposure to what's out there and start finding stories and, and information that resonates with you so with so, you you're back in missouri yeah. and you're you know, you're, this is the direction that you're taking. Yeah. We didn't have the internet. We yeah. didn't have those things back then. Yeah, so the what library. was it? Yeah. So you went to the library. I went to the library and I found out I had to go to college and I, I didn't have, I mean, my parents didn't have any money. And so I found out like you could get a scholarship if you do good enough. So like my motivation to get good grades and I got a, a military scholarship, ROTC scholarship. And wow. that was what allowed me to go. Then the air force didn't take me, but the Navy said, well, we'll give you a chance. They give me a three year scholarship. They said, if you do well your first year, then we'll pay for the last three. And I found a school in Florida, uh, Jacksonville University, that 
um, had a program where if you had a three-year scholarship, they would give you a, a fourth, the first year, basically. Oh, wow. And they had a flight program. At that time, I thought I was going to go. The Navy ended up not paying for my flight fees in college because they were, saying, we're going to teach how to fly. We're not going to pay for it when you're in school. But anyway, I ended up going on a scholarship, a ROTC scholarship. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, that's so that's, but that's what really started because on this, on this call to adventure, right. there's this threshold between the ordinary world and the special world, they call it. And in the special world, there's a moment in time where the hero does something that takes him out of the ordinary world. For, so for me, it was a three-day bus ride on a Greyhound bus uh, from Missouri down to Florida. And I had four U-Haul boxes in this thing of my entire life. And I remember getting to this Holiday Inn down there in um, Florida and just kind of sitting there and like, okay, this is, I'm here. And that began, and I, at that point I found other, other people that were excited about becoming a pilot. First time I found like my, my tribe, you know, from the right. flying aspect. And it's been that way throughout the different things that I've ended up doing over time. You find the people that are resonating with that same excitement, and it, it catalyzes uh, the momentum forward. So went to college there, started flying, uh, went to flight school, ended up flying for the Navy. Uh, wow. And, yeah, that was that stage. Well, you know what? It's cool. See, to those of you out there listening, um, you actually, we needed, not needed, but it was like, it didn't seem right. We, Nicole and I were in two different places. We had two places we we're paying for. Yeah. And we need, we thought we need a roommate. Yeah. Right. But I didn't want a roommate. I was happy. I got this. I'll just, I got the house and the cat and I don't want anyone in here, you know? And she's like, no, let's do it. We're just throwing away money. Someone can use it. And Ben calls and says, Hey, I got somebody yeah. who could use a room. Do you need a roommate? And I was like, ah, well, you come walking in the door and your energy was just so welcoming that at the top of this, that's when I had mentioned yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that I, you know, I was saying, yeah, get your stuff, move on in, yeah, you yeah. know? And, but it was you know, you mentioned tribes because yeah. I loved having you around. I loved that, that like I'm native American Indian. And as you mentioned, we all, we all live in tribes and yeah. that's how we're supposed to live. And, come together like here at sticky paw studios there's a community there's you know this is there's a lot of energy and a lot of positive stuff coming out of this space yeah and so that's the way it is at our house and that's why i did the lighting in here to match our yeah. you know yeah. our well that was home. the thing when i i moved out of la and i took about i left in the end of december 2020 and I took a, you know, I decided to go, I went to Mexico for two months. I tra traveled across my car, back and forth across the country, spent some time with family in North Carolina. And uh, I decided, okay, I'm going to, I knew LA wasn't the right place for me anymore at that time. And so I just, when I decided to make Vegas a home, at least temporarily, um, that was my number one focus was making sure that the energy of a place that uh, felt like, a, like, it felt like a sanctuary. Really our homes should be a, a sanctuary because we really need in this experience of being alive, this it's, it's so many challenges, so many, um, so much, they call it resistance in the hero's journey. And it's all the things that, that challenge us every day that we have to come back to our center and then we go back out there. And, we, and you can see that in, in any kind of a story that you watch, you know, where the, the hero is going out there and he's, he's learning and he's trying, he's going through trials, he's failing and he's succeeding, but we need a place. And internally, that's the first place we find. Like right. I, I, through my story of, of life's ups and downs, I finally came to this place where, and this was just in July of last year, to be frank, you know, where I really, really got deeply rooted in this idea, like my home, I, I need to make my home inside my heart, inside this physical space mm -hmm. I am, my number one priority. This idea of like loving ourselves so much that we t like as if we were holding a child, you know, and we have to do that individually so that we really provide this foundation like you would for a child to really grow. So if we don't give ourselves that, that home within, and that which then starts manifesting externally, like which is what happened when I met you right, right away. And when I really made the commitments, when we make this commitment and we don't try to, like I have this thing that used to pop up on my phone every day. Actually, it was the background. It says, um, say, focus on a clear goal, but let the universe work out the details. Right. Right. And this, this clear goal is like, find a home within. Like, how, how, what am I doing that is not loving myself? And when I really made this transition, I didn't know what to do 
but I had gone through enough circles of, oh, there's this pattern again, there's this habit again that was unloving. I decided I don't know what to do, but I know what not to do. And that's these things that are unloving to myself. But how did we get from to this space? Yeah. Because earlier on we were sitting and talking about you just became a Navy pilot. Yeah. And so you and what if I remember as you were flying the football. Yeah. That's the yeah. that's the nuclear codes yeah. around and as you my roommate, when you would open the door, I would see your helmet. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I only saw that in Top Gun and you yeah. know, in, in movies and well, on that TV. Helmet, that helmet was for the smaller planes when I was a flight instructor. And these well, really still fun. was super cool to yeah. me. I didn't know that. It was cool. But, Except when you put it on your head and it's sweaty and hot. You're Darth Vader. But, no, I'm saying, so you went to, how did we get from being a Navy pilot to this, a point where, because, you know, you were flying commercial for a long time yeah. after the Navy and... Well, here's something that happens in the hero's journey. We, we go through this cycle, and then we reach a point where the, the, the special world at some point becomes the ordinary world. Right. And we reinvent. Yeah. And so my, as I went through this military experience as a military pilot, my next reinvention was becoming an airline pilot. Okay. And in this process of being an airline pilot, now there's an, so there's another call to adventure, and then you go do this thing, and you, you learn your ups and downs, and you go through your trials, and you, and you come out with knowledge, and then you, but you all of a sudden it starts getting... Normal. Again. Exactly. Yeah. It's normal. It's, yeah. So that's when, when I, it's kind of, I, I got into acting to impress a girl. So I was never, and when I was in the military, actually. I, I think I got into music to, to, to get girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I was in my early twenties. So, yeah. You know? yeah. So I, st but while I was an airline pilot, uh, and I did that for 15 years, I, st I started getting into acting to impress this girl. And then I started having fun with it. And, um, but it was another one of those those shifts where you're you're changing your the, the adventure becomes different again once the audience so like the flying became kind of ordinary in the airlines right. and then the, the but you acting. were living in a penthouse on the beach yeah <laughs> you were dude it like it was that nice was deal. ordinary it was a nice yeah deal. yeah like so, well i mean i was assuming, driving a tesla you yeah. know come on well i mean like i never got married um yet anyway i've been engaged a couple of times and um you know, Me too. Was, so, yeah, I didn't once. Know. Yeah, yeah. So I had I had the luxury, I suppose, of um, not having. Uh, uh, it was just me. You know, I had to worry about. And it's one of those things. One of my uh, a lot of times in life, we don't recognize these self defeating patterns, these self sabotaging things. And one of the things that I would do in my life is through this feeling of like not feeling like I deserved uh, abundance and and, right. and and like and not necessarily wealth, but you know, just this freedom. I would, I would do things unconsciously to keep myself in a position where I was poor. So I would live like a check. Well, at a certain point, I was making so much money that I could. The only way I could do that was renting a penthouse, you know. And <laughs> and, and uh, but it was. And now I, you're well, not anymore, because now you. No, we'll get to where you are. Cause yeah. This is home to you now, but yeah. we're not roommates anymore. But it's home. But yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Well, and that's that's one of the things that the the hero, we're all the heroes of our own story, right? Has to in, in this process of going through life, you you start to introspect because certain things start keep popping up and you think they're outside of you. Right. But really what they are is their subconscious. And a lot of the hero's journey is about the subconscious. If you look at the diagram from Joseph Campbell, there's a very small part of the circle that's called the uh, ordinary. And below that, there's a line the threshold and below that's called the special. And right. that special represents your subconscious. And the subconscious is everything that we adopted as a child, gen generally speaking. Uh, some of the stuff that we induced upon ourselves, or circumstantially in our. Um, sometimes you're, you know, you're in a world, and the world, like in Ukraine, you know, like crazy stuff happens. Sometimes externally, that's not mm -hmm. internally induced. But a lot of times, it's our childhood that has those special patterns of behavior that are meant to help us survive, and they do, right? Because in childhood, we're vulnerable. We're this infant. We can't feed ourselves. We can't shelter ourselves. So we have to accommodate the world that we're in, which is generally our parents. And those coping mechanisms, what we really want to do and what we have to do become patterns that are in our subconscious. So a lot of our hero's journey as we move through life is recognizing these patterns that keep coming up mm -hmm. and reflecting, is that outside of me or is that inside of me? And I remember there's a point in time when I was back in December 2015, I was dating this girl. We were, and I, this is the one I should have married, you know, and she was... Right. Um, all the all the box were checked and everything and we ended up not being able to figure things out and I, I was like you know if I can't make it with work with her it's the problem's got to be me 
Right. And, and that's when I started really getting deep into what's, you know, really, really looking um, at my subconscious and my, my, through our patterns, you know. Right. Um, so. Well, this, you know, you, you've come a long way. You know, we sit and talk and, and talk about all the stuff and you impress me all the time. I'm always learning something. I get up to make oatmeal and I get caught and we sit and talk. That's why I keep, coming. I keep trying like to move two hours. out of Vegas and I can't, can't no, leave Vegas exactly. because I don't want to, I'll just keep having these conversations. It's, now you have pockets so I can true. move. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No. no, it's, it's, so you said you were an actor. You got into acting and yeah. how, how did that, that was fun. I mean, it was fun for a while, but I, I, a similar kind of thing. It wasn't my deepest passion. But it wasn't mine. I was an actor too. Yeah. You know? But what I discovered in acting was I discovered storytelling and I discovered how to tell stories. And I didn't even know I was, I was doing this. So 2015, 16, virtual reality first came on to the big screen uh, mm -hmm. because this little guy, this guy, I think his name's Lucky Palmer down in Long Beach, California. He threw a bunch of military surplus equipment, created a headset, a virtual reality headset yeah. that he's put on Kickstarter. He tried to raise 200,000. He raised 2 million, I believe. Whoa. And people are like, whoa, what's going on? I'm going to start a Kickstarter for my band. There you go. Start with <laughs> 200. See if you can... yeah. He raises $200,000, uh, sorry, 2 million. And then the numbers have to check exactly. But basically a few months later, Facebook buys his company for 2 billion. Whoa. Now they wouldn't do that unless they, and it's now Facebook's now meta, but they wouldn't have done that unless there was something there. So that, that really, pop my eyes open and virtual reality is the only thing that I've ever had the same kind of, I recognized it because it's the only thing uh, other than playing beach volleyball, but uh, oh. love. it's a, I guess oh, there's wow. three things. That's, I that's only something I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. That was something in, yeah. But anyway, yeah. and I discovered that that's one of the reasons I was living in the penthouse on the beach. And so oh, like, I thought right it was because of the girls. Uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> actually Santa Monica is a cold beach. You know, you don't see it. Let's oh, yeah. it's Miami. It is like that. But, um, so when I discovered virtual reality, it just, it, something lit up inside of me. And I, I still don't know what that thing is, but I was able to recognize it because I remembered it from a little kid watching. The first time I ever saw a plane, I was in an air show and I was with my dad and this F4 Phantom did a low altitude high speed flyby and it went by super fast in like a split second there was silence and all of a sudden the sound is going, right. and I'm seven or eight years old and I'm like, I'm going to go do that. That's what I, I just knew it. And that's wow. what I'm going to go do. And that, that kind of segued into like the astronaut thing and flying, but it was rooted in that. And so the virtual reality thing in 2015, 16, when this happened, grabbed me the same way. And I started, I bought this, <laughs> the first VR camera I bought was literally just one lens. It was like a, called a uh, 360 fly. And I, I can use that here. No, I'm yeah, kidding. you could. <laughs> go ahead. And I, uh, so there's this um, short film that somebody wanted me to do, and I didn't want to do it, but I said, hey, if you let me film some of this in virtual reality, then I'll come down and do it, and we'll just kind of swap it out like that. And so from that point, I started getting excited about storytelling in VR, because as opposed to like directing and producing, and not as an actor, but as a creator, as a director, producer, uh, you, you don't need as many people, there's not as many moving parts, and the story experience happens such that the, the audience is in the story. And right. I knew how to be in a story, because as you know, as an actor, you're the one that's in the story. Yeah, you're sitting here in front of the cameras yeah. like we are right now. Yeah. And so you know, you know what the point of view is, as opposed to being outside the, right. the story, and you're just watching it. And so I, I had this kind of feel, I, I knew that being an actor was basically training. It's like going to Yoda and Dagobah, you know, like getting the little loop training. It was training for how to create story inside of the inside of a story for the audience because that was the thing i was always missing i always wanted to take people flying and show them what it was like to be a to fly but what i found out they would be like white knuckling the controls and like my mother and my friends right and i realized i can't show them i can't give them what i feel because they'd have to be the pilot you could be doing a podcast uh -huh. from inside oh that's my plan my really plan. Like, yeah because the the one of the two jets that i fly now because i'm uh, just for for money, and I put because I want to get back into flying. I started flying private. Private, exactly. So I fly a couple private jets, and one of them is a single piloted jet. You just throw that out there. So like I I I fly a couple <laughs> private jets. It's no big deal. Well, you know, you like know anything. I mean, it, it's a deal, but like you can you you put your energy into anything, and you can do it. If your uh, heart is passionately connected to it, that's why it feels kind of like not to throw it away, but. Every, I mean, like what you do with the songs, so I can't even begin. Or and a guitar player, or people that are putting together a bunch of technological stuff. I get know? it. 
Yeah. It's that passion. But I appreciate what But I've saying. watched you I watched you like when you took on this, you know, mm -hmm. flying flying private, you had to learn yeah, it was new, stressful. It new was stuff. intense. And yeah. you're doing it again. And I had taken four years off because I stopped flying. Right. Just to focus on virtual reality film production. And then... Which is amazing. I, I basically ran out of money is what happened. Like, <laughs> my savings. Yeah, but, but see, <laughs> the thing is, you actually, you had a, a call to adventure. Yeah. And you yeah. stepped through it and yeah. you went for it. And yeah. You went all in. Well, there's a lot of circumstances that helped accelerate that. Some of them enjoyable, some of them terrifying. But ultimately, I feel again, when our heart connects to a conviction like when we because i knew at a certain point in time in 2017 uh i came back from this trip i was on and i was like you know what i have to stop flying professionally as an airline pilot i need to um focus on i need to take this chance i need to go right into virtual reality film production wow and but i was going to do it in a safe way in life you know once you but i knew that's i was like that's what's going to happen so as soon as we make that internal conviction mm -hmm. that i'm going to do this i Something happens cosmically where stuff starts aligning and like and accelerating. Exactly. For me, it's I I cannot be comfortable. Like if I am if I am in a space where I get comfortable with money's coming in here. Yeah. I and th these things it I become, have to I have to feel like I'm falling yes. in a way. Like if I take one step this way or one step that way, I'm gonna die. Yeah. And. Yeah. That allows me to dive in all in all the time yeah. and, and put everything into what I'm doing. And Brian, that's called being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Uh, exactly. And, and, and I know desiring. that. Though. It's something like adrenaline junkies kind of get that. But it, and that's the, call, that's the call to adventure and realizing that the only way I'm going to actually enjoy this call to adventure, this called life, right. is to get comfortable. Eckhart Tolle was one of my big um, teachers, you know, spiritual teachers, and just his books. He wrote a bunch of stuff, Power of Now and A New Earth. And um, I couldn't, I, he just really transformational for me to really kind of get a, a conscious awareness of what's really going inside of ourselves. We have right. this mind, body, emotional, mental experience that we're having. And then we have the witness of this. Like when you're in your dreams and you're all in the dream and then you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, I had this dream. There was a part of you that's watching the dream. Right. Nothing was really going on. So right. once we wake up to that's actually happening, I can have my thoughts and I can watch my thoughts. I can have emotions and I can watch my emotions. I can have a body and I can be aware of my body. This awareness is this silent aspect of all of us that we don't know about consciously until we start to learn about it. And engaging that witnessing presence is a part that allows us to move into the uncomfortable. Right. And that's, that's the place that I thrive in. Everybody I thrive in that space. It's, you know, when I started music, I, I put myself in a position. I remember saying no a couple of times, no yeah. joke to, I said it. I know what you're going to say. That's you're going to go back. That's, that's what happens. And we all refuse do that. it. Exactly. Everybody, we all refuse to call it adventure. Right. But I grew up around music and, and it came at me. Yeah. And then like literally the guy said, grabs my arm and says, Hey, you know, are you a singer? And I was waiting tables at this place in studio city, California yeah. uh, called Jerry's famous deli. And it's like midnight. And the guy grabs me and he, his name was Alan Savoy, great artist, songwriter. If you look him up, this guy's amazing. Um, anyway, he said, are you a singer? And I said, no. And he's, that's funny. You've been singing all night as you pass me. Yeah. So, you know, next thing you know, he's like, hey, we should get together and write or, you know, what? And I'm nah, no, 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 no. And then refused the call. eventually yeah. I did. And yeah. I stepped in and I did this with him. Yeah. And next thing you know, I'm I'm in the studio and I'm sharing a studio with with uh, the Easy e and all the, you know, all those guys. Uh, and Churro, Charo yeah. is next door recording. And I'm getting to record with a guy named Mars Lazar. And he produced um, like Seal, and he worked with Trevor Horn with on the Seal record, and, yeah. and so I was thrown into this world, right? And I heard them say on the microphone behind the glass, they said, "He's just going to be a recording artist, right? He's not going to perform." And I knew, no, that's where I want to be. I want to be on stage. I want. There was a couple stories I'll get into later in in other podcasts why it was so important to me to do that yeah but i worked really hard and i gave up so much just to have that moment and it's the thing i love the most and i thrive at the most put me in front of thousands of people and let me play my play my music and 
let me share my stories. That's, that's you sharing your light, man. I appreciate that. It and, is. And it, but that's the thing. That's, but it's that uncomfortable space that we had yep. to be in. So for you to dive all in into the VR world, I've never met anybody so passionate about something that I don't know anything about, but I've been trying to learn yeah. as a friend. Yeah. And, and you know, more, you're more family to me than a friend. Yeah. And, but to, to have that and learn and know that at some point I'm like, yeah, that is the future. I believe you. Yeah. I believe that is the future. And well, and it wasn't an easy experience, quite frankly, I, I kind of got pulled into it, um, even though I had this intention, but the important thing to remember, and I, and I want to bring it up because even though we, uh, you know, we all have this tendency to refuse the call. It's to stay safe, right? Even though our heart is saying something else, the thing about it is that it's okay that we refuse a call, not as, not as an excuse, because the call always comes back. So no matter where we are in lives, no matter how old we are or what point in the career we might be, there's always, uh, until you're dead, until your, your body stops yeah. beating, and, and that's just your body that's not moving. And right. Once the electricity leaves your body, but I can put the electricity back in your body with just jump you up and like right. all of a sudden you're back. So this is more like a phone than it is the, inf the real electricity. We are the electricity. But the important thing is to realize that until you're dead and you're no longer coming back into this form, you always have the opportunity to answer the call. Right. And your call will change in time. You're, even if you answer the call and you meet this call and you learn these things, you're supposed, your call is going to change again. And if you refuse it, you can always answer the call. It doesn't matter how old you are, where you are in your life, Agreed. what your financial situation is. Agreed. And I, I write songs about it. I believe you do. that. I believe that. I live that. Yes. Um, if that was a religion, that's my life. So it's it's crazy that... But how do you do that, Brian? And and I'm I'm, want, I'm asking the question knowing that in your in this intro song, the the there's a part of that or in the song that plays. I yeah. forget the name of the song, but there's a part that view. says it says embrace the madness or something like that. Yeah. Right. It's like in, in it's in the it's in the darkness. There's a quote from Joseph Campbell that says, "The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek." And that's in the, in this song, that song in particular was me giving advice to a friend yeah and somebody close to me and she had hit rock bottom yeah right so at rock bottom i am talking to her on the phone and driving in my car yeah and i look up in the rearview mirror and i'm talking to myself too and it was like exactly i'm you're like hearing the words i'm hearing saying. and so i i got to the show we did the show and then when it was over, I grabbed Ben and I'm like, hey, I had written something. And it, I actually wrote it to a melody to music that, you know, he's always given me stuff. And I wrote that. And because that's what it is. It's I kept saying to her, it only feels yeah. like you, you, you had me to call. Yeah. And there's other people that you have around you. Yeah. It's only up from here. Yeah. But you have to believe that that little bit of light. That view that you have, you have to look at it like it's positive, yeah, not a negative thing. And I said that to her, and that's where that came from. And it's embrace the love and the madness. Embrace yeah. that. And so... And that's you know, the discomfort. And, and, you're, you're learning to embrace the, the, uh, the discomfort. Yeah, it's, that's where the... Otherwise, it's ordinary and safe. The discomfort can be so freaking dark, so heavy, you know, that... Uh, I have a, a cousin of mine, uh, I'm sorry, a, a cousin of mine, and he took his life uh, three, three months ago, four months ago. And it was a really oh. challenging experience for the whole family. But, and yeah, and, and he, but he was, he was struggling with a lot of things for a lot of his life. And unfortunately, um, that's the, that's the place where we stop believing, you know, mm -hmm. and, and even though that feels, and I've been in that place where I haven't want to been here before. My own mom mentioned to me today which was wild that she's felt that she yeah. has felt how dark because we have a a friend somebody very close to me who i, I love very much it, 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 you know actually attempted yeah. that and failed which she's not supposed to go yeah so but my mom said i can relate and there's a there was a lot of people that can yeah but and I understand, but it was crazy to hear my mom say yeah. it to me today. You know? Well, the important thing I, in my experience going through stuff. But who's so positive? My mom is like uh, so very positive. I'm sorry. I'm putting yeah. that out there. But go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. You know, I mean, I just want to say that 
it's very difficult when sometimes we're in this dark and I speak from a place of experience to think that there's a way out. And it's in those places of darkness when when we we can't pick up that phone and call somebody and just say like I like you were telling me the story about the guy the, your friend that was the on the radio and they had somebody literally live call in saying yeah I I'm not okay yeah I got I got to share that like yeah, yeah it, like my buddy Jared Blake just before getting here calls me and he said hey I played 22 yeah. a song he wrote with Randy Couture on on the radio yeah and he said Brian I had the wildest experience because. I played the song and then somebody called in and said, you know, hey, I don't know who you who this person is, but that song just spoke to me. And he said, I am in a really bad place. I have never left the war. Yeah. And he said, and and I need help. Yeah. And that song, I said, Jared, that's what you dude, do. Dude, you song. just you just you you that was supposed to happen. You just helped that yeah. one person that yeah. we're trying to grab. And before and that guy could say that on the on the phone, he had to accept he it. He had to say it to yeah, himself. Exactly. He said, I'm not okay. And if yeah. we can say I'm not okay and, and vocalize that, even just to ourselves, you're starting to do that thing that I mentioned earlier of creating this loving space because a child will do that. They'll they'll come up and say, I'm not. I'm mad, I'm upset. I'm like, they won't filter it, right? And then we, we pretend that we have to have everything under control and that it's not okay to not be okay. Right. And if we can accept that with ourselves, we start bringing that that sanctuary, this inner home, to ourselves, and we and we we just have to keep breathing, you know. And and, and basically, that that song is like embracing the discomfort, and and not numbing yourself or, or checking out is the opportunity to continue the adventure. Exactly, because it's always going to be like that. You have yeah. to you have to you have to step through it, yeah. and believe. Otherwise, you know, you're sitting back and you're on that that line above. The special world, that special yeah. place. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what space is. You know, it's wild because you actually um, today. You know, we, we tried not to talk in the last couple of days because I knew you're <laughs> going to be here. And yeah, I'm like, I wanted all this to be, you know, very in the moment. Um, but you woke up having a dream. Yeah. And what people don't know about me, I grew up like I said, we're all unique. Yeah. Right. And I have. You, you, as you watch, you're going to, you're going to be watching me on here, listening to me, but I, I don't really like to wear t-shirts. I love wearing jackets. I love covering up. Uh, I've always been body conscious, yeah. you know, um, I, I spend a lot of time in the gym, but I just need to eat better and I'm working on that right now. So you're going to watch me change, but <laughs> I was, I was born different, um, in, in that I was born without a left left pack and part of my left bicep. Yeah. And um, that was something that, it was a deformity, it's called Poland syndrome. And I didn't know it, it didn't really have a name. Uh, I was like one of seven or eight people um, that my doctor even, he only read about it. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, do you have webbed fingers or webbed toes? And I, I was like, I, I don't. Um, and I'm like, well, what, what is webbed fingers and yeah. toes? Yeah. And, um, and I didn't, um, but it's something you'll see me pulling at my shirt and you, you see it. That's it's yeah. me because I, it, my clothes fit me different. Yeah. I, you'll never catch me with my shirt off. I'll be in the best shape of my life and, and I don't have my shirt off, yeah. but, um, it was wild because you had a dream today. Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, I know you well enough now, like that first time we met, I felt what I always say to you, and it's one of the reasons I think you resonate so much with your fans when you're, especially, but especially when you're live. Like you said, that you you know that's your place. That's my place. That's your I place because it. I've said this many many times. You're one of the the few people I know who's just wildly open with their heart. Their heart, their, you just wear it outside of yourself, you know, and and you you see people as this reflection of yourself, and then and you, you look in their eyes and you you, know, you notice that spark, and right. whether you're conscious of it or not, I recognize that you're seeing the other person as yourself. And as I, so it was actually finishing a dream, but before I was fully awake in this in-between space where I, I have no idea where it came from, but I had this thought that Brian doesn't have a peck because he doesn't need it to protect his heart because his heart's so big. It's, and, and, he, <laughs> wow. and he can't, he can't hide it because it's, it's meant to be. So it's symbolic, I Thank feel, you. of just your persona you. and the energy that, you, I mean, you have a whole group of people. I've seen it. You showed me videos where 
there'll be people who've never heard your band before, haven't heard your song, and you're opening for a, you know, Three Doors Down or something like that, and next thing you know, they're singing your songs from their heart because you're telling them the story and you're explaining why you wrote this song, and then you're then singing the song, right. and they're feeling it because they're feeling your heart. Thank you. It's beautiful. I appreciate man. that. And back to the inspiration, you know, the, the thing that we do as individuals when we do that is not, by shining our own light, there's a quote, I think it's Marion Williamson or somebody that says, by shining our light, not only is that our responsibility, but by doing so, we give other people permission to do the same. Some people will poo-poo you and like try to talk you down, but really what they want to do is they want to shine their light. And what right. you're really doing is you're inspiring other people to answer the call to adventure. That's, that's what you do. Thank you. And, but that's, that's this space. That's a conversation I had with Jared today. That's, we, we tend to talk to each other, uh, call each other on long drives or whatever. And, and if you don't know who Jared Blake is, go check him out. He is from season one of The Voice. He was on um, Blake Shelton's team. And he's an incredible songwriter, incredible per performer. And I see myself in him. You're like, I use those words today. Yeah. I said, you call me because you see me in you. And I yeah. said, and I see myself in you as well. And, um, and it, I wouldn't know how to articulate that really until I met you. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm constant. I'm 6'3". I'm a big guy. Um, and I, growing up, I have a brother, Cody, Angel, Buffy, or my sisters, my mom and dad, Rocky and Terry. So growing up, we were a tight, we still are a tight family. Yeah. And, you know, but I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm bigger than all of them. And I, I just wanted to send out positive vibes, you know, as you say, vibrations. We're sending out vibrations, all right? All energy, man. Exactly, energy. exactly. So music is just an extension of that for me. I, I sit down and write um, how I'm feeling. It's my vocal diary, I yeah. call it, you know? Yeah. And, I'm, and it's basically, I'm standing there naked in front of everybody to judge when I'm standing there in front of, you know, 10 people, yeah. you know, 8,000 people, whatever it is. It's that's what I'm doing. And this is a new call to adventure for myself as well. And it's this is fun for me. This is a this is actually sparked something in me that has fired off neuron, you know, neurons everywhere yeah. with me. And I wish I spoke like you. You are but, well, the just thing, the, the way you spit out information and and internalize it and take and yeah, and, and use it in your life. I watch you do it. I watch you try and practice it's these things. I, I just use a different language. You do the same thing, but in a different language. And when you get up on stage and you, you sing from your heart and you, you're, you literally are showing people how to communicate in that way. And you're saying, hey, you, they don't recognize. Most of the time we don't, re when we're in love with somebody or a, a star mm -hmm. or, some, or a performance or anything like that, or the words that we hear, like, like right. you were saying, when you were talking, you were listening, you're like, oh, I need to hear the words I'm saying. What we're seeing is the reflection of ourselves and the other person being their most authentic self. And that's what we fall in love right. with. We fall in love with the authentic self. But the authentic self requires enough bravery, which is not free from fear. It's being full of fear, bravery, mm -hmm. and stepping forward anyway. And when you step forward in fear, in discomfort, you cross that threshold from the ordinary to the special world. You begin the journey. And every single person communicates that in their own unique way yeah. when they're doing that in... in whatever way they're doing yeah. it. And with my mom, my mom hugs everybody. Yeah. My mom is, she hugs everyone. She's saying it's safe to love. Yeah. It's, right? it's, it's crazy. It's, I remember uh, singing, I was doing a song and I hadn't seen anybody. I hadn't seen my friend um, in a very, very long time since high school. And I'm at a show and he's in the audience. Mm -hmm. And I dedicated the song to him, he and his, his wife. And he had just mentioned to me pre-show that he learned how to love by being around the Hopkins family, mm. hugging, saying, I love you. Cause that wasn't something that went on in his household. But in that family, somebody said it's safe to do this. Right. To but be vulnerable. Exactly. So in, but in my family, he's like, it was all about hugging. So when he had his daughter, yeah, he was like, Oh, I'm going to hug my daughter. I'm going to say, I love you. The Hopkins family taught me that right but my mom 
doesn't know I'm talk, getting ready to say this. And she just walks up behind my friend Jaime and gives him a hug. And he just started crying. And I'm like, whoa. Like, my mom didn't know. And, you know, there's yeah. hundreds of people yeah. out there. And she just walks over to him and yeah. does this. So... That's you another know, I, example I, of somebody doing something that is giving another person, this friend of yours, permission to do the same, to hug. Exactly. So, and it, it went, it moved forward. You yeah. know, he used that in his life. Speaking of my mom, because we're coming up on the end of this. Yeah. And it's been so much fun, dude. You don't even know. It's great. But um, this little segment of, of the this show, I'm going to actually call my mom. Okay. And... Uh, so she should be hopefully sitting by the phone, and um, let's see if mom's there. Uh, my mom's name is Terry, and uh, actually her real name is Helen. Okay, but she doesn't like that name. Okay, so, so Terry, you, if you want to be on her bad side, you can call her Helen. Okay. No, but <laughs> I'll take I'll take the Luke, not the dark. So you haven't her. you haven't met my mom yet. No. Um, let's see if mom will answer. Come on, mom. Where you at? Chase, how we doing? We're Chase, we good, buddy? Okay. It sounds great. You know, I'm just want to make sure. Come on, mom. Answer the phone. Watch her be in the bathroom or something. <laughs> you have to see if there's Did a she forget? She you back. Yeah. Let's let's we'll we'll try one more time. Luckily, mom's gonna be around. So yes, this is true. Every podcast. Yeah, but this is a new segment. You know, come on, mama. And this is her moment, and she won't answer. And I told her, "Be ready. Be by the phone." Do you have a picture of mom, just in case she answers? We can throw it up, show everybody. She's gonna want a want a young one. Did it come through? (laughs) Did it not come through? They didn't come through. That's okay. We'll do it the next one. Well, I guess mom is not going to answer. Mom, you there? Mom's going to pick a different show. Please leave your message. No. (laughs) Mom's going to be on a different show. All right. So, um, dude, I want to say thank you so much. And actually, what do you think of my new logo? I love your new logo. Yeah. Uh, We did. It matches the the hat. (laughs) It looks like you. Rob Bourbon. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, that's not his real last name. He told me yeah. he's Czechoslovakian. Yeah. He lives in Germany and social media is amazing because, uh, we became friends. I, I saw this guy drawing rock stars, like popping up everywhere. Yeah. And I started following him and, uh, I was just a fan. And then I would send certain ones to my buddies like, Hey, he, you know, dude, you gotta see this. He just drew you. And uh, it's the coolest stuff, but we became friends and we send messages like voice messages, yeah. Yeah. you know, like when I see him do something cool or playing guitar or yeah. now he's a tattoo artist. Yeah. So I want to get a tattoo done by him. Like it's, I want his art on me. Yeah. That's something I want to do. But a shout out to Rob Bourbon, everybody go follow him on, uh, on Instagram and, and whatnot. Um, that's one of the amazing things about this time in history because, you know, I've made friends on Instagram or through digital media where you really get to see people put themselves out there. It's part of their hero's journey, too, where they're, call, they're, they're taking that call to adventure and putting themselves out there. It's another way where they're, and it's not comfortable because you're vulnerable and you're exposed. And yeah, are totally talk. exposed. But you know what, too? Could you throw that up there? I think it's Rob underscore Bourbon, B-O-U-R-B-O-N, uh, at, at, it's at. And uh, that's something I want to put up there on yeah. every episode because that's awesome. Uh, yeah. You got to put it on a T-shirt or something. Um, I couldn't wear it, but <laughs> maybe my mom will. Yeah. And she's going to be so upset that she didn't get to talk to you right now. Well, we, um, can, we can do it again. All right. So, you know what? I, I, I want to thank you. Brother. Dude, did you have fun? I had a great time. Yeah. yeah this is amazing. amazing. And, you know, you got to do it again. We'll, we'll have you on here and yeah. we'll have someone else. But I wanted to just have a little more education out there as to why, I mean, when you saw what I was doing, the hero's journey podcast was not based on any book, not, it's just kind of, it's, it's not, it's just this, this thing. Cause like I said, every person I had to explain that to my mom. I'm like, no, yeah. you know, you, you are on your own journey and so, there she is. There she is. There's mama. Hold on. Mama. What were you in the bathroom? What were you in the bathroom? 
No, I was vacuuming the floor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you, 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 you're here with your call. I told you to be prepared. And... Uh, <laughs> You, she, I did. I had it, my phone on my back pocket. It just doesn't vibrate, so I don't know. Ah, uh, that's what is that? What you call dad? Not vibrating? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got Boone here, mom. He's my guest today, and um, hey there. Can you hear him? Barely. Hey, how's it going, Terry? Oh, hi. Nice to hear your voice. <laughs> nice to hear yours too. I'm glad we, I'm glad that we beat out the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> how are you doing? A woman's work is never done. That is the oldest saying. That shows how old I am. Yeah, well, <laughs> until you're dead, you're going to be a woman. So that's a, and we're glad that you're here. Yes, uh, I heard that you know how to clean pretty good, though. Your mama raised you right. Oh, he does. He he he. I he made me feel bad. He moved, mama. He moved into his, to the house, and uh, and I left a something in the sink and and thought oh geez sorry man i i didn't mean to leave that in the sink and no. and because he and no he just keeps everything so clean he's a great guy but uh hey mom i just wanted to let you know that we talked about you a little bit more on today's podcast and uh, you gotta go did you lie brian you I, should always lie never tell the truth i know i did i did i did I tell sound better in a lie i did tell everybody your real name though <laughs> Oh, you did it! <laughs> I did. Nobody uses it, so yeah. it doesn't matter. And anybody that does, I automatically throw punch. So yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna cover my throat up around your mouth. <laughs> it's just a, a reaction. Don't uh, you? Oh, that's that's all right. All right, Mama, I love you. Give Dad my love, and um, we'll talk to you. Okay. Yes, I just want to tell you, it's sunny and beautiful here at the beach. There you go. Nice, so, nice. Yeah, living the life. All right, well, I miss you here in Vegas. I love you. Yes, I miss Vegas and you, baby boy. All right, bye, Mama. Okay, bye, baby. So anyway, <laughs> there you go. That's you just so met great, my mom. Man. So I want to say thank you so much, everybody, for uh, listening, tuning in. Please tell your friends, Heroes Journey Podcast. Um, my name is Brian Hopkins, and I'm hoping that today, Boone and myself maybe could have helped you step into across yeah. that line. Yeah. Recognize you're already, you were born, you're in the hero's journey. Exactly. So embrace it. Recognize where you are on that cycle and start accepting those challenges, and not as, as something to avoid, but something to lean into, the discomfort. I like that. Lean in. Stage. Lean in. Lean into that call to adventure, everybody. That's right. This is Brian Hopkins. This is a Hero's Journey podcast. Thank you. Dream, and I believe it's coming around, it's coming around to me.